Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we've got uh, Scott Van Kirk, firearms trainer, uh, former law enforcement. He is with us, as is Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Good yeah. morning, Gary. Uh, hey, have, have you heard of the auto, of auto key card? Uh, auto key card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple guys in federal prison right now because of the auto key card, yeah. What exactly is it? Okay, so <laughs> it, it was a uh, picture of business card and picture it made of uh, of a light gauge metal. And then on the, the, the business card, size piece of metal, there was a engraving of the shape of some parts, which were known as a um, uh, lightning link. And if you cut it out and then bend it to the right shape and fit the two parts together, you could install that in a AR-15 and get it to be a, a, a machine gun effective fire. Um, and it was marketed as a novelty, the the auto key card, because it wasn't a lightning link. It was It was the drawing of a lightning link, which wasn't really to exact technical shape, but um, ATF um, took offense to that, and uh, there's a couple guys in, in federal prison right now because they were manufacturing and distributing machine guns, even though it was a flat piece of metal that was not dimensionally accurate and that um, ATF uh, technical branch struggled and struggled to cut one out, change the shape, uh, make it the right shape to fit, and then we were able to get one to fire a couple of times and um, convicted two people uh, of, of manufacturing machine guns. And then voila, machine yeah. gun. <clears throat> That's machine yeah. gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's it's horrible um, that, you know, that, that it was, like I say, it was marketed as a novelty. It was just, you know, kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, you know, that... And it was, you know, it, it, it's a direct slap in the face of ATF to do something like that. I understand why they um, were, were definitely poking the bear, but... The the guys convicted were not manufacturing and distributing machine guns. They were selling novelty drawings of stuff. It'd be like me um, getting the technical data pack for a for an M4 and showing you a picture of the of the drawing. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not much different than that. You're you're saying it's <laughs> it's kind of a stretch. Uh, it seems like a huge stretch, but uh, there's two like I say, there's two guys in in federal prison right now um, paying the price for it. Well, there is a reporter from Ammoland uh, who has been covering the story, John Crump, and apparently they're trying to gag him. Uh, he did an interview, and, and we'll play this uh, for the listeners. It's, it's really disturbing that to, get, to violate the Second Amendment, the federal government wants to violate the First uh, that is correct. Well, what happened was uh, the prosecutor in the case, uh, Laura Coffer Taylor, has had an issue with me for a while now. And what happened was that Matt Hoover, CRS Firearms, shared what's called a, uh, like a, a, a pretense report, a pre-sentence report, however you want to pronounce it. And this basically said what they're recommending. So I, I got it. Um, and... I reported on it. Well, this infuriated the prosecutor who filed a motion to have me uh, 
censored, basically. Wants me to destroy my documentation, my documents that I have, and not report on it, which I'm not willing to do because this is a First Amendment issue. And plus, moreover than that, Matt Hoover had every right to share that document with whoever he wanted to. The laws that she cites only applies to officers of the court, and it specifically does not apply to the defendants in the case. They're allowed to share that. Officers of the court are not allowed to share that. So she's not allowed to share that with the public, but he is absolutely within 100% of his rights to be able to share that with whoever he wants. It's just that it did not make her look good, and that's what she has an issue with. She has more of an issue with the commenters on the videos than the videos themselves. So basically because she got her feelings hurt, she wants me to not talk about it and wants to censor me. Censor me. Okay, so are you an officer of the court? I am not an officer of the court. I am a media, I'm a member of the press. I am credentialed through NSSF. I'm an NSSF media member, and I'm also a professional outdoor media association media member. I have written for multiple different publications, most like most known for my MLN reporting. But no, I'm not a member of the courts. Uh, so, Scott Van Kirk, have you ever heard uh, of a judge doing something like this? Uh, no, I actually have not. So. She doesn't like his reporting. She wants to silence him. He's a member of the press. He's an accredited member of the press. And she's literally, in order to take away someone's Second Amendment rights, violate their First Amendment rights. Well, and we, we, we talk about this on occasion, is that, that you know people don't understand, especially people who are on the other side of the Second Amendment issue with us, don't understand that if they're willing to do this to one constitutional guarantee, <laughs> the second, they're more than willing to do it to all of the others, as is evidenced by this particular case. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary, isn't it? I, I'm, I, I, I know that uh, Gun Owners of America has filed a, a brief. Uh, there are a lot of people who are upset with this. I am in particular. I mean, what if they decide, what if the ATF decides to come after this program for some reason? Uh, maybe for our reporting on the report. Yeah. Right. You, you know, yeah. th th there's, there are things that, that should be constitutionally protected that mm -hmm. uh, it seems as though that's eroding further and further on a weekly basis mm -hmm. that, um, you know, the, the right of the reporter to report on this. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, <laughs> and the whole case is based on an etching on a flat piece of, yeah, on a, on his business card size, um, lightning, you know, mm -hmm. lightning link uh, dis yeah. description of that on the uh, etched into uh, lightly etched into a piece of metal. I yeah. don't even know where I don't, I don't even I don't even have a comment. It's so stupid. Like, what do you, where do you go from here? Why not just outlaw thin pieces of metal? It would be no different than that. I mean, you know, saying that 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 is a machine gun. You know, yeah. Oh. I mean, if you well, if you, you thought Gary, you're you're thinking about a machine gun. That's illegal. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, yeah, that's right. That's you're, yeah. that's criminal, and you we're gonna, watched, have to, you, gonna have to lock you up. You, you watched a video. You watched a war movie the other night. Oh and yeah, had machine guns. Yeah, in it, and then I got about you, it. You yeah. got you thinking about machine guns. It, it's that. It is that far departed. Well, it's. I mean, it's 
Yeah. It's almost minority report stuff. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little more time. That's right. We don't have the technology yet, <clears throat> but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a piece of metal. Anybody could find a piece of metal of the proper thickness uh, and outline and draw and make this, uh, you know, this piece. Why on earth would it be illegal to do this? I'm baffled by their logic. But then gun control and, and the whole thing about uh, restricted firearms baffles me because I don't understand how you can stop anybody from creating uh, a, a fully automatic weapon or any weapon of their choice I, it, it just it just uh, it just doesn't make sense yeah I'm but sorry. you just need to submit to their control Gary come on get used to it get, get used to <clears> it. yeah just submit to their control ways of making you okay <laughs> uh, all right uh, listen uh, if you've got a comment or a question uh, you can call us at 800-529-5572. You can go to GaryNolan.com and send me a message, and it will pop up right here in studio. Uh, what to carry and not to carry. Tactical Americans has a, a piece on Concealed Carry Corner. What to carry and what not to carry. We'll kick that around with the guys on Gary on Guns. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Scott Van Kirk is on board with us this morning. So is Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Good morning, Gary. Good. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, listen, uh, if you've got a question, 800-529-5572 or eight, uh, or I'm sorry, or go to GaryNolan.com, send a message. It pops up in studio. Concealed carry corner uh, at Tactical Americans. What to carry and what not to carry. We'll go over that. Uh, but first, let's get a call in from uh, Chris, I think. Chris, good morning. Hey, your uh, story you were talking about, uh, the courts and how they're uh, <laughs> kind of harassing everybody. Uh, just the other day, it sounded kind of familiar. Uh, Glenn Beck had a guy on named Steve Baker, and he was a guy who went to January 6th as an investigative journalist to film, and that's what he was there doing. And they have hunted him down and... Uh, charged him with a couple of things, one of which was kind of funny. He was standing on a park bench or a, a stone bench there to get up and film, and they decided that was destruction of public property. Uh, <laughs> and then they have charged him with a conspiracy, uh, something to the effect of, well, he knew something illegal was going to happen there that day, and that's why he showed up. So he's being charged with some sort of a conspiracy to... Uh, Be a reporter? Well, yeah, basically, uh, to, to read between the lines, but, you know, that he knew something was going to happen and he participated in it, blah, blah, blah. The interesting part of this was you were talking about how they uh, kind of abused the law, to say the least. He received this subpoena, and with it was a cover letter from this U.S. attorney that says, well, basically, although it's not against the law and it's within your rights, uh, I would recommend you don't tell anyone that you got this. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, these people are supposed to be upholding the law, not going the other way. And basically, he was pointing out that you're, they're going to they're going to get you in a process crime if you start talking about it. Yeah. And he's one of these guys. He's fighting them back. And on another thing related to your uh, lightning key card, has anybody but me noticed all the ads on Facebook that they're selling uh, fuel filters and oil filters and all that? Uh, and it's these special things you put together that apparently swirl all your stuff around it. They're selling, it's from China, they're selling silencers, okay? And you put them together yourself, and it looks like one of these Chinese deals, and they've always marketed them as something, look at this, look at that, I guess, so Facebook doesn't catch them. I see them all the time. And it's obviously all the parts to put a silencer together. 
But again, we got a problem with the Chinese. You know, apparently they can do this all day long, and you know the uh, the government's not going to jump in there and jump all over them. I've been finding it kind of humorous, but I'm thinking I don't think you'd just want to buy one of those and have it shipped to your house and assemble it. Yeah, I, I would. I would probably avoid that. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was going to say it's a trap. It's a solvent trap. It's a it's a solvent trap. I'm not also, an attorney, but I would recommend <laughs> against it. Well, and I'm thinking, you know, hey, maybe the ATF sells them. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All Just right. To throw that in. Thanks, Chris. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns, uh, Mike. Welcome. Uh, hi. Um, listen, we we've been having more problems with armadillos lately. Uh, is there any uh, rules and regulations as far as the conservation department on the extermination of these critters? And uh, what would be a good cartridge uh, to uh, hunt <laughs> to them extern- because a twenty-two shell bounces off of them? Okay, well, uh, you know, you may not be able to discharge a gun, to a firearm, depending on what, you know, where exactly you live. There may well, be rules against that. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know the uh, conservation department's stance on the on, the, on them. Um, I'm pretty sure they're not armored against uh, most most shotguns. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't uh, know what the legality. I wouldn't is. feel uh, yeah. that that was undergunning. Yeah. Well, I, uh, like I said, 22s will bounce off of them. I, well, I, w- I, I would I'd, start. I, I, I I'd have to see that. I'd have to see that. Yeah, I'd have to see that. That sounds like a fun experiment. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to yeah. learn about as that. As far as the legalities as it relates to Missouri conservation law, I would. I'm gonna defer and tell you that you need to con- contact the conservation department. Yeah, don't know. I don't, don't know, know the regs on that. I do not know the regs on that. Uh, uh, so why am I re- Bing 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 ricochet armadillo? <laughs> childhood memory. All right. Um, yeah, Mike, I would contact uh, conservation, uh, and I'd also uh, contact your county and city uh, to find out if they have uh, any rules or regulations about discharging a firearm. Okay. All right. Sorry we couldn't help you there. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's a little hard. It depends on where you live, and uh, it's, it's just not something that uh, we would want to take on. Uh, check with the experts. Uh, well, maybe they're not experts, but they're the ones who have the rules. Uh, in the meantime, the things to carry, things not to carry. Uh, a consumable, they say, are holsters. Um, and I guess we've all got a slew of them that we've tried. But I don't remember any of my holsters actually wearing out. Uh, really? Scott, have you worn out holsters? Yeah, I've got holsters, especially when, uh, especially leather where you've used it and worn it over a number of years and certainly trained pretty hard with it and things like that, where it just doesn't doesn't do what it... It loses origi- its shape. Loses yeah. its shape. Yeah, it loses I don't, yeah its but I don't... Rigidity, you know, it's not rigid anymore. It no longer... A lot of times, I mean, you can search the Internet and find pictures of, of leather holsters that literally have become unsafe because yeah. of being worn out so yeah, yeah. It, it's not a one-time purchase uh, you know holster yeah. you're, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna go through the leather holsters sure. for sure the yeah. hybrid holsters with I've, the leather backings I've again broke, i've broken those i've, I've had the screws yeah. pull out things yeah. like that so yeah, yeah I've, the I've, screws come i always get kydex i don't know i, I mm-hmm. don't the leather it seems to me eventually uh, gets soft and it doesn't hold its shape uh, i trust the kydex much more uh, i have had the screws come loose but well, well, there's a line yeah, there somewhere it, yeah, that I'm going to hope you guys... Of, a lot of screws loose, Gary. Yeah, I knew you weren't going to pass on that, <laughs> no, Wayland. I, no, I, I am I, not. Yes, no. uh, but anyway, 
what to carry is the appropriate holster, either inside or outside the waistband that you work best with and, and work with it often. Um, the, the one holster that I, I really don't like are those universal fit holsters. The one size fits nothing holster, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Not, yeah. not to be confused with some of the uh, weapons light index holsters that are universal. Yeah, yeah that, that allows you to like a like a streamlight TLR flashlight. Um, a lot of the filter holsters will right. will index yeah, flood, on the light the and floodlight, regardless brand, of yeah. what which which gun I have that light attached to. Mm-hmm. That's one of the multi fits that actually works oh, yeah. because it's indexing off of a off of the same item, indexing off the flashlight mm-hmm. for retention. They go on to talk about ammunition, and I think the best answer, um, and one that uh, we all agree with, is check with your local law enforcement agency and find out what they carry. Um, I, I think that you know that that's great. Yeah. We yeah. we sell a lot of the Spear Gold Dot, 124 right. grain. It's a great great round. Um, it's what the Columbia Police carry, mm-hmm. and um, I think you're really hard to go wrong. It's just one extra layer of legal defensibility. Mm-hmm. If I'm carrying the same rounds that our local law enforcement carries, you know, you, you hope you never have to use it. You hope you never end up in court. But man, if I end up there, I want it to be the best possible set of of facts yeah. uh, that that we can present um, to prevail. And even if it's a even if it's a different caliber, say I know Columbia carries nine, nine, right? But say if you're you, carrying a forty, yeah. same round, right? Same manufacturer, same product. Most, yeah. yeah, I would I would say that would certainly because I, I, I would use that as as part of my defense strategy. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because I again I'm no attorney, but if if <clears> uh, you have a over aggressive prosecutor who is trying to sell oh the he used the, the lethal the, hollow points point, right yeah, yeah the same ones well, that you're got, yeah i would think it would be pretty easy for your attorney to subpoena a local department's firearm instructor and put them on the stand and say uh so i just have a few questions officer what <laughs> round does your department issue for its police officers well yeah. we issue the you know 124 yeah. grade plus p spear gold dot hollow point bullet is it is that because you want to kill people yeah because yeah. they blow up on impact yeah. right yeah it's actually explosive <laughs> they say not to carry and I, <laughs> I don't know who would do this full metal jacket ammo uh specifically made uh, to be used as economical as possible while putting holes in paper targets uh oh, you'd they be say- surprised You'd be surprised the number of people walking around with Ooh. FMJs. And <clears throat> a lot of guns. people using that as carry ammo. Yeah. I don't recommend it. Yeah. A, a good hollow point, yeah. Well, that'll go like right through somebody and uh, right out the other side, won't it? Certainly one of the exposures is, is potential overpenetration. Yeah. yeah. So spend the extra couple of bucks and get and some. A, and again, like, like Larry said, should the worst happen and you find yourself having to have a court defensible use of force yeah the last thing that they want you want to have them be able to say is well you know your your this ammunition will go will blow right through a person well <laughs> which isn't technically true but um now you're on the flip side of the card saying well you know i i carry hollow point ammunition for all these reasons yeah. and one of them is over penetration all right well there's more that you can put on your gun your concealed carry firearm well, let's chat about that next on Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, I am your equal opportunity annoyer, and I am joined by equally annoying Scott Van Kirk. Oh, I'm, the- surpa- I'm able to surpass your annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> <Braggart>. <laughs> <laughs> and Larry Wayland 
from Modern Arm. At the Brown Station location. Uh, and uh, we were talking about, uh, we had a caller who called up and asked about uh, killing armadillos because they're apparently a pain uh, wherever he lives. And uh, Travis sent me a message, 50 caliber air rifle works great for armadillos. Heck yeah. And well, during the break, Larry and I took two different paths. Larry was like, what will kill an armadillo? Yes, I did. Meanwhile, I'm like, <laughs> is it is it legal to shoot armadillos? <laughs> what would you find out about the legality? Well, and this is Google, but it's off the Missouri Department of Conservation site. I still recommend that our listeners contact the Department of uh, Conservation for a, a full opinion. But it says there is no hunting or trapping season for the armadillo. However, the Wildlife Code of Missouri specifies that damage causing armadillos may be trapped or shot to prevent further damage. So okay. if they're damaging so, your property, yeah. it sounds like... Digging you up can... the flowers, sure. shoot them boogers. So, for, for shooting armadillos, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I believe that uh, it, 22 long rifle will absolutely kill armadillos. Um, they do have a, a, a thin armor plating. You know, they've got a, a bony, bony shell. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Exoskeleton at, or uh, at um, you know, ranges inside of 50 yards, uh, 22 long rifle has enough foot pounds of energy to, to pierce that. Uh, nine millimeters, very, very effective um, on, the, on the little critters. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the ricochet, um, there's... It, it, whether that was off of a uh, the 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 target of the armadillo or something the target might have been standing on, um, you know, certainly have to manage those uh, those what's be, what's 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 beyond the target, and uh, you know, if if sure. I don't hit my target, am I looking at at possibly you know getting some sort of ricochet back? That's absolutely an exposure, but um, yeah, there's uh, no reason not to just do. Do we think that whack the do, boogers. do we think that caliber and ammunition choice is going to affect how far they roll? After you hit them, <laughs> they, they don't. They don't. They don't die real quick. I mean, they're 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 tough little critters. Yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> the, the physics of shooting armadillos on Gary on gun. Oh, How high will it jump? <laughs> <laughs> Depends if you hit it or if it's just scared. Oh, oh, the show has really gone down the dumper with you guys. All right, listen, uh, your concealed carrying. We went through uh, a couple of the things that uh, you want to do and a couple of things you want to avoid. Uh, but there are rails <clears throat> on most modern pistols, and you can attach all kinds of things uh, to them, flashlights and lasers and... Bayonets, you- chainsaws. Yeah, the chainsaw bayonet's the best. Yes. Yes. I, I don't know. I like the, the rocket launcher thing. I, I, that's I a think good that's, idea. That's yeah. even better yet. Yeah. Uh, but you can get an, uh, you know magazines with extra capacity. Mm-hmm. Enhan- uh, all- enhanced capacity? Yeah. Standard capacity. They're standard and enhanced. enhanced yeah. Necessary capacity, uh, I would think. Anyway, uh, so I want to ask you guys about this. You had a flashlight. You know, I, I go out and I buy a holster. It's a Kydex holster, and it fits my firearm like a glove, and I'm really happy with it. But I want to add a flashlight uh, to my concealed carry. Suddenly, the holster is useless. Yeah, what do you so, do? Yeah, you're going to buy a, a flashlight and a holster. Yeah. If, if you want to add that functionality to your to your carry gun, um, you know, a, 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 a holster specific for that, that firearm with that light. Yeah, and I will be, and, or if you choose a good quality industry standard light, yes. and I have no reservations whatsoever, um, if you're going to carry concealed with a weapon-mounted light, that's your choice, that m- meets your needs or what you anticipate your needs are, then uh, Filster, 
floodlight or yeah. floodlight two. The floodlight that, that yeah. indexes off of the flashlight of your choice. Yeah. They right. do it for streamlight or surefire, right? Right, which are the industry standard weapon yeah. mounted lights. Yeah. Uh so there's there are there are people out there who will make uh, a holster that'll fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to restrain yourself. One of the uh, additions to my uh, firearm collection is literally the result of Larry Whalen. You are welcome. Uh, the red dot. <laughs> yeah. God, I love that thing. It's like cheating, isn't it? It is like cheating. And I love cheating when it comes to saving uh, my life. So uh, I, I'm thrilled with that. But I have yet to find uh, where it's a problem with the holster. Uh, it, it can be if you have a high sweat shield on your uh, holster. Where you've got the the rear piece of the holster comes up to sort of um, interpose itself between your body and the firearm. They often call that a sweat shield because it keeps you from sweating on the gun. Mm -hmm. If you have there's there's certain sweat shield equipped guns or I'm sorry holsters that will prevent you from holstering a red dotted gun. Yeah, it's it, it, it's become uh, less less yeah, yeah. less. Uh, most of those holster makers have kind of reacted to mm -hmm. we weapons mounted red dots, and a lot of those holsters have been relieved. And you know, if you had one that, that had that high sweat shield, you could relieve that. You could you could remove a portion of that. Dremel, a little little Dremel time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little Dremel, a little file work, a little sandpaper, right. and then order a new holster, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> just a little bit more. Yeah, just, just a little, little bit more. more. Oh, Man, it's much. like you guys have been watching me. <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. Oh, too much. Ooh, should have <laughs> just, just bought a holster. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, is there anything else that you would recommend, seriously recommend, because uh, we're not going to put rocket launchers and chainsaws uh, on a pistol? I don't think there's much left. Well, really. it, it's, it's um, stop focusing on hardware. Oh yeah, software. Yeah, take take a class. Practice, you know, train, yeah. train, take yeah. a class. Train, now, in practice. Missouri, if I if I'm uh, new to getting my concealed carry permit and I'm in Missouri, uh, when it comes to the target practice, can I use my red dot? Or do I have nothing to... in statute prohibits you yeah, from using you can, an aiming device? Yeah. Aiming devices are yeah, yeah. allowed. Yeah. The, the the statute is silent on it. So yeah, it you, you can you can even yeah. shoot that course with your eyes open. I mean, yeah, yeah if it's, you want. Well, yeah. that would be a change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in some states, you can't use a red dot or a laser. A laser. Uh, you you have to use uh, the iron sights. The iron sights that come with the firearm. Yeah. Uh, Missouri's mute on that. There's no yeah, they don't, no, no mention it, of it. So. If it's not prohibited, then it's allowed. So yeah. Yeah. What would be the point of saying you can't use? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ba battery dependency. Yeah. You know, if if you don't know how to operate your firearm uh, without the electronic devices and the batteries are dead, you know. But those same, you know those same states they they often have a permitless carry where they don't do where they don't test anything. Yeah. What yeah. do we say? It doesn't have to make sense. It's just the law. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. Um. I don't know. I, uh, I I think the whole uh, licensing thing is nonsense. But the testing, um, taking the classes, I always recommend them. You guys do too. Uh, you got to know what the law is because, as we just pointed out, <laughs> it can be pretty silly. Yeah. Um, can you use a red dot on an armadillo? Well, I got to get the Google going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the news now is that the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit voided a federal law preventing unlawful drug users from possessing guns. 
uh, and they cited uh, the Supreme Court's uh, uh, landmark decision last year. So Hunter Biden, one of the you know one of the crimes he's accused of is buying a firearm uh, while using drugs, and essentially what the court is saying is there's no precedent for this. You may not be able to carry a gun while you're intoxicated, but that doesn't mean you can't own a gun or carry it when you're not intoxicated. And so the same should apply to drug use. So if you have a medical marijuana card, so what? Uh, as long as you're not stoned while you're carrying the gun. But Scott, uh, as former law enforcement, this could present some problems. Because someone who smoked marijuana yesterday could be stone cold sober today, and we as of yet, at least to the best of my knowledge, have no way of determining whether or not, um, you know, it's still an effective drug in your system. Right. There is, and that's the, I mean, the more common problem with that is in establishing impaired driving. Um, I don't have an answer. It's, It's one of those things where... Much like a, trying to establish impaired driving, there is no, there is sort of a recognized level of THC in your bloodstream supported by other observations and evidence that indicate that it's probably a level at which you would so it's be impaired. Pretty, pretty clear cut, it sounds <laughs> oh, it's like. Incredibly clear cut. <clears throat> yeah, pretty clear cut. <laughs> <laughs> That that could be the defense that is used by the uh, by Hunter Biden's uh, attorneys. Well, the, probably the more interesting part about that is it's um, is all of the the legal wrangling and tap dancing and everything else that that they would go to to try and come up with a defense to that particular crime for the younger Mister Biden when the older Mister Biden in his current political elected role is one of the most anti-gun espousing individuals out there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh, you, the hypocrisy. He, huh, really? <laughs> hypocrisy from Washington. No, no, no. He no. is not anti-gun. Don't you remember he was having a conversation uh, that he told us about with his wife? Uh, oh, yeah. In the uh, event uh, there's an intruder that comes in, all, he, all she has to do <laughs> is grab the shotgun... Uh, and uh, head outside and fire around, and and whoever it is will leave. Two blasts. Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. I forgot yeah. about the buy a shotgun. How come we don't see more double barrels coming into the studio? Because <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't like a good double barrel? Yeah. As long as it's side by side. I, I do like. Well, it depends on how you hold them. Whether it's side by side oh, or over and under. Yeah, there. you can run them both ways. <laughs> oh, just flip your wrist. <laughs> These are the experts we have chosen, ladies and gentlemen, and we apologize for that. Uh, All right, we are up against the clock and have to take a a brief moment here, a little pause. Uh, But we're going to come back. we got uh, show and tell coming up. We've got all kinds of topics on Gary on Guns. I have two shotguns in my home. They're locked in a safe. There's a metal gun case. We live in an area that's wooded. Somewhat secluded. And I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony and fire two blasts outside the house. Buy shotgun. Buy shotgun. Be 
don't need a machine gun. You don't need 30 rounds. Buy a shotgun. Buy a double barrel shotgun. No, you don't need a flamethrower. And you don't need a tank. And you don't need an AR-15. Scare those thugs away. No, and I don't need a grenade launcher. I don't need an AR-15. There's just one thing I need to do. And I'll stay away from me. All right, so there you go. Uh, Biden is not anti-gun. He, he's, he's got a shotgun. A shotgun. That's, that's, really, uh, that's just, really good. Is that like Imagine Dragons, or who is that? That's really good. <laughs> uh, Scott, you want to explain why that wouldn't be a good idea? Well, I mean, from a tactical, let's forget about the safety and legality and yeah. any number of other things. Simply from a tactical standpoint. You've uh, expended all of your ammunition. Yeah, he's suggesting you buy a double barrel shotgun <laughs> and you shoot two times randomly into the, the air, air. Yeah. and uh, everybody will run away. But now your gun's empty, empty. Yeah. and um, you've got um, shotgun rounds in the air yeah. uh, that will yeah. land. That's, um, a, that's the safety issue. This was when that, he was living at the Naval Observatory as the vice president. Which I think is, I, I think that's, Probably. at the very least, it's frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they are uh, under constant uh, Secret Service protection. Yeah, so probably, the, yeah. um, Jill, just, uh, hey, yeah. I'm wake gonna, up! Wake up! One of the Secret Service guys. <laughs> how did they probably how not did, just going to fire rounds in the air? You know, <laughs> they're going to tend to frown on that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah Can you imagine yeah, lighting sure. off a couple rounds when Secret Service is around? It's going to be one of those situations <laughs> where they're going to have zero sense of humor yeah, about that. Some unwanted attention. <laughs> Do you guys? Are you guys uh, aware of how and when the left decided to go after guns? I mean, when did, did any, does anybody uh, know? Oh, it goes all the way back to the 70s, yeah. at least. I mean, uh, gun control used to be, 68. There um, used to be Democrats who were not anti-gun. Down in, yeah, there yeah. used to be. There yeah. used to be. I mean, if it, you don't have to go back that although, far in history. To, although all, you know, gun control regs, uh, post-Civil War reconstruction, those were all Jim, Jim Crow, Crow laws. laws. I mean, so they passed by Democrats. Yeah, that's Dixiecrat so, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's like... All of a sudden, guns are an enemy, and you wonder how they decided that. Because they want control. Right. Yeah. yeah, I I really uh, always suspect that what they really want is no one who can resist them uh, when they promote their uh, socialist uh, agenda and start taking away more of our freedoms. That's just my personal opinion. Let's move on, because they, uh, they have decided there is a way to reduce firearm crime goodness yes let's do yes. that are you ready for this okay sure a one thousand percent excise tax on quote-unquote assault weapons and high-capacity magazines uh, so just so you can put this in perspective if you bought a 500 hundred dollar firearm it would cost five thousand dollars with the excise tax gee, that's, with a, that that's doesn't sound like the party of the people because that sounds like only 
the rich and privileged would be able to own firearms. That's, well, they have, yeah, everybody has the right, but some people just can't afford the right. right. Somebody so have, that's some people fair. have more the right. Yeah, more <laughs> equal. Yeah. That's right. Not- um, well, you know, there's precedent for this because of the 1934 Gun Control Act. Mm-hmm. They put a tax of $200 on a silencer that sold for 2 or $3. Yeah, which would be the equivalent. Yeah, yeah so yeah, there, there's yeah. there's precedent for this, unfortunately. Um, but no, that, and they say that would reduce crime? Gun violence. Well, yeah, they say no, that. Uh, you know, the, the uh, my idea My gun has of, never been violent. Yeah, I'm on holding, record. Holding oh. criminals accountable yeah. for crime, that would be a better idea than yeah. what Illinois is, you know, no bond, second degree murder thing. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, all right. See you later. Well, I'm going on record. We've got to have you come to court. Hey, I'm going on record that none of my guns have ever been violent. That's true. They're very nice. They're very soft-spoken in most cases. Every once in a while, they'll make a noise. But they've never been violent. There's never no been. history of violence with my guns. Well, under the rule, uh, if you bought a $2,000 um, firearm, uh, they would be charging you at $20,000 in taxes. Well, it would be, in some ways, it would be interesting if they did pass it because I think it would set up a court battle that if it made its way up to the Supreme Court and you got a favorable ruling, it would probably wipe out the um, NFA. NFA, yeah. yeah. Because if you decide that excise taxes to restrict a constitutional mem- amendment are unconstitutional, that has to be all excise taxes. So, I mean, there's there's a, that's the bright side of this one. It's the best I got. Yeah, and you just, you know, the, the, you <clears throat> you hope this doesn't make go anywhere, right? right. I mean, that, that's... Yeah. But if it does, that's what you got to hang your hat on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Who, know, who knows? Because the way things politically, who knows? You can, well, you can roll the dice and see what's going to happen. When they had control of the House of Representatives, they tried to get this passed, and it didn't pass. So now they don't have control of the House of Representatives, so I don't see it going anywhere. But it does give you some insight into their, uh, their mentality. Uh, this is something they would, uh, they would like to do. Uh, let's see. Steve sent a message. If I'm shooting at something on or close to a body of water, example, a pond... What is the minimum angle that the bullet should be above the horizon to ensure that the bullet will not ricochet off the body of water? Oh, Steve, uh, we're going to have to... Uh, I think I'm going to pass on that one entirely. <laughs> it's a, a well-framed question. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Show and tell is next on Gary on Gun.